Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It had been a while since I had visited my cousins. Believe it or not, it had been five years since I saw any of their faces. The last time I saw them, I was 12 years old and had not yet learnt that the world had no consequences. I ran around happily outside their two-storey ramshackle house, singing my favourite songs and playing with the eight-year-old twins. This playtime, however, was constantly tainted by my aunt Clarissa. Was always the one person with which everything had to be just right. Perfect. Or as close to perfect as possible. Whenever we tried to play hide and seek or tag or anything like that really, she would be hovering over us, her dark eyes flashing. She would warn me not to play rough with Alex or Eloise, and that if anything happened to them, I wouldn't want to know what would happen to me. Aunt Clarissa always used to scare me as a child, with her sharp chin and stormy eyes. She reminded me of a witch. I did not dare do anything she wouldn't approve of with Alex and Eloise, even when she wasn't around, because I knew that she would stay true to her word and beat me black and blue if I ever harmed either of them. Her precious little twins had to be perfect and untouched. We used to visit her all the time back at my old house. We only lived about 30 minutes from one another. Then my dad got offered a job out of state and going to visit them just wasn't a priority anymore. I do remember feeling happy, at the very least for my aunt Clarissa as we left, despite my dislike of her. She was about to have another child and she was as joyful as could be. Her eyes weren't as stormy as they usually were the last time we went to visit to say goodbye. And she seemed content and relaxed as ever with the growing bulge of her stomach. Three was the perfect number. Three perfect children in a perfect family. This was all Aunt Clarissa ever wanted. We moved into state and eight months later we got the news. Aunt Clarissa had her baby. She sent us a letter with several exclamation points telling us just how happy she was for her newborn child, a girl who she named Mallory. 
Even now, when I'm 21 years old, I still remember thinking it was odd she had not sent a photograph of her infant child. The years flew by as they do. And the more time went by, the less contact we had with our cousins, Aunt Clarissa and Uncle Stuart. Then we were finally invited over to their house for the holidays. My mother, who missed her older sister dreadfully, she readily agreed to visit. And my father, seeing how eager my mother was, he complied with her wishes. After a two-day car trip, we finally got to the familiar residence of my aunt, uncle and their three children. We approached the steps, talking and laughing to each other before reaching the door and knocking. A full minute later... We were still standing there, fidgeting and stealing glances at each other. The door suddenly opened about a foot. A face of a 13-year-old appeared at the door. Her white blonde hair hung down over her baggy green eyes. Her eyes went back and forth between us, taking in every detail. Her jaw finally quivered slightly before she invited us to come in telling us that she had missed us and it was great to see us again. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. After five years, Eloise had definitely changed. She was much more solemn. It was as if she had been constantly bullied and expected contempt from everyone. My mother wasted no time. She was smiling and gushing, sweeping Eloise into a big hug before we even walked into the house where we were met by Aunt Clarissa. She gave me a hug and commented on how much I'd grown and asked me if I had taken care of my parents. I smiled uneasy and replied that I had done the best I could. I looked hard at Aunt Clarissa, taking in how much she had changed. She really had not changed that much. There were grey streaks in her otherwise blonde hair, but that appeared to be it. I asked her where Uncle Stuart was, and she responded that he was away on a business trip and wouldn't be back for some time. She led us into the dining room where Mallory and Alex had already sat down. My mother crooned over Mallory and introduced herself and my dad, and they commented on how much Alex had changed. Mallory didn't look like the rest of her family. Her hair was dirty blonde and her eyes weren't grey or green. 
but instead a light blue. I did not really talk to her, but instead focused on Alex, who had grown much older and much more handsome than I had last seen him. He barely remembered me, but I was able to make small talk with him. I noticed that he had grown to be wary and suspicious of others, as if someone might try to stab him in the back. The only members of the family that seemed normal were Aunt Clarissa and Mallory. Mallory was happily eating away at her steamed carrots and Aunt Clarissa was sat on her chair with a pleased look on her face, as if proud of her perfect children. There was definitely tension in the air, as if there had been a recent fight between Aunt Clarissa and the twins. I decided I would ask Alex about it after dinner. I met up with him in the living room and sat down. He was engrossed in a teenage magazine that I had never heard of. But he looked up sharply as soon as the question came out of my mouth. Alex, is there anything wrong in this house? His sea-green eyes flitted to two different places, somewhere behind me, before meeting my own. I made a mental note of this. He insisted that everything was okay, all the while forcing a smile on his face. He asked me why I would ask this. I told him I just thought that Eloise was acting strangely. For a second I saw relief cross his face before he managed to hide it. He told me not to worry about it and it was just that sometimes she was bullied by the older kids at school. I nodded and agreed because what else could I do? And continued to talk to Alex. My mind, it was elsewhere though. I swiftly ended our conversation and got up, turning around as I did. I quickly surveyed the room, looking for the places Alex had been glancing at. Those two places were the coat closet and the stairwell. I knew there was something wrong with this family. Inside this house, it was something that kept eluding me that I couldn't quite put my finger on. It was definitely frustrating. I decided that I would find out tonight after everyone had gone to bed. I was to share a room with Eloise and mum and dad would take the spare room upstairs. I did my best to act normally and socialise with everyone, giving the unsettling atmosphere of the house. My parents did not appear to notice anything. They were oblivious to how strange my cousins were acting. I think my mum was just glad to be talking to her sister after five years of not seeing her, and my dad seemed just to be happy because my mum was happy. Finally, it was time to go to bed, and we all brushed our teeth and changed into our pyjamas. Eloise had let me use her bed, and she plopped down on the floor, the moonlight streaming in through the window, illuminating her face. 
I relaxed my breathing, pretending to be asleep, all the while watching Eloise, waiting for her to nod off. But she did not. I stared at her for hours as she lay there on the ground, her eyes never closing. Every muscle in her body was pulled taut, as if she was expecting someone to break into the room and attack her. At one in the morning, her breathing relaxed and she became limp. I crept out of the room and headed for the coat closet, a small flashlight in hand that I'd stolen from Eloise's drawers. I tiptoed slightly over the hardwood floor, wincing every time it creaked. I finally made it to the coat closet and opened the door. Turning on the flashlight, I stepped inside. It looked like a regular coat closet, nothing special or extraordinary about it. I began rummaging around, checking in coat pockets and even Aunt Clarissa's purse. But all I came across was a Swiss army knife in Alex's pocket and some scented lip gloss in Eloise's jean jacket, but nothing more. I began to search in the most unusual places, checking in dark corners and even in the shoe rack. But I didn't find anything of interest. I started looking under the baskets in which various gloves and hats were kept on on a shelf above the coat rack. To my surprise, a newspaper article flitted to the floor. I bent over and picked it up. The article read, Female infant stolen from orphanage. My curiosity increased. Why would Aunt Clarissa have something like that in her coat closet? I tucked the article in my back pocket and went on to the second thing I'd seen Alex looking at. The stairs. I remember when we were little, Alex and Eloise had a hide-and-seek place that beat me every time. They would simply hide in the cupboard underneath the stairs. Every time I passed the cupboard, I would stop, not wanting to go inside to the darkness of the cupboard where unspeakable monsters were surely waiting for me. I would search every other nook and cranny of the house, hoping they would be somewhere else before eventually giving up, even though I knew exactly where my cousins were. Using that method, they would beat me time and time again, until I eventually got tired of hide-and-seek and announced that we were going to play tag instead. The furniture was now rearranged, so the couch blocked the cupboard under the stairs. But I knew it would still be there. I looked down on the ground and noticed something strange. There were scuff marks on the ground, as if the couch had been pulled away from the stairs often. I knew that whatever was going on under these stairs was the answer to why everyone in the house was so tense and I was eager to find out the secret.
I pushed the couch away from the staircase and stepped over the cupboard underneath the stairs. To my surprise, the cupboard was secured with a thick padlock. I went back to the coat closet and retrieved Alex's small knife. I inserted a thin blade into the handle and jiggled it around until the lock clicked open. My heart began to pound feverishly in my chest as I unhooked the padlock and swung the small door open. I shone the flashlight into the dark area beneath the stairs. My flashlight passed over a chain dangling from the low ceiling on the right-hand end of the small space provided by the cupboard. I moved my flashlight down to discover a human hand in a manacle. A shocked little gasp escaped my throat and my blood ran cold. I reached up and flicked the switch to the small light bulb dangling from the ceiling. In front of me, a girl, no less than nine years old, was hanging from the manacles on the ceiling. She was clad in nothing but a pair of dirty underpants. Her head rolled to one side. A rag stuffed in her mouth and her ankles tied with a thick rope. Her wrists and skin around her feet were red and sore from being bound. I could tell from the length of her face and how small her eyes were that she had Down syndrome. Her skin was seemingly pulled over her bones and her ribs stuck out. For a horrible moment, I thought she was dead. But then her head raised and a horrible moan escaped from her throat through the rag in her mouth. Looking to the other side of the cupboard, revulsion welled in the pit of my stomach. Sprawled out in the other corner was the half-eaten corpse of my uncle. His stomach had been ripped open and his innards were spilling all over the floor. The skin on his face had been peeled away by greedy hands to reveal his white skull. I looked back at the girl and noticed for the first time that her hands and face were stained with gore. I couldn't take it. I doubled over and threw up before catching my balance on the doorframe and trembling. I realised what had happened in this house. Aunt Clarissa, the perfectionist she was, would never had allowed her child to have Down syndrome. So she stole a baby from the nearby orphanage. She stole the child I knew to be Mallory. But Aunt Clarissa didn't have the heart to kill her own child even a baby that wasn't perfect. So she kept the child hidden away under the stairs whilst being, whilst being with her perfect family. However, my uncle must have opposed what Aunt Clarissa was doing. So she got rid of him and used him to feed her hungry little secret under the stairs. I had to do something. I knew I should immediately call the police. I ran upstairs and grabbed the handset that was sitting on the nearby table because there was no cell service out here. 
I quickly punched in the emergency service number. Nothing. I looked down and discovered the phone lines had been cut. Aunt Clarissa kept her family under close tabs. Alex and Eloise's home was also their prison. All of a sudden, I heard a shriek from downstairs. That's when I realised I'd left the door under the stairs open and the light on. I then heard someone running and the front door being slammed shut. I scrambled to the upstairs spare room and woke my parents, who then drove to the closest police station. I later found out that Aunt Clarissa had fled the house when she discovered that her secret was out. Thankfully, the girl under the stairs turned out to be okay. But the police never found Aunt Clarissa. Even now, she's probably on the streets, maybe with a new name or face, searching for another perfect child. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.